Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Leah. And we would like to thank you for listening to the Reasonably Prepared Podcast. A preparedness resource for the complete beginner. We are here to help you on your preparedness journey. Without the paranoia, fear, and doomsday often associated with preparedness. If you find our podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a comment letting us know. And now, on On to to the the show. show. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Reasonably Prepared. Yes, welcome. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Man, I keep slurping loud in the microphone. I don't mean to do that. What's that loud in the microphone? Anyway, awesome. Good morning. We are glad you're here and listening to Reasonably Prepared, and we want to thank you for doing so. I'm Joshua. Across from me is my awesome wife, Leah. Good morning. Awesome. And uh, I'm tired today. I had a long day yesterday. Yeah, you did. Hunting and everything. I didn't get another long day today, which is awesome. Man, I'm tired, though. So I say we jump in for the listening enjoyment. All right. Yeah, this is your your show. You're running the show today. Of all. So first things first, I want to talk about the awesomeness of reasonably prepared merchandise stuff stuffs swag swag right swag and if you want to be prepared and want to look good doing it oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that was awesome wasn't it right off the top of my head if you want to be prepared and look good doing it then take your little mousey mouse and scroll over the search bar and your favorite what are they? Browsing, web browser. Type in reasonablyprepared.com and you will see all the cool hoodies and t shirts we have available for purchase that we think, I think they're awesome anyway. I'm wearing mine around proudly, getting mm-hmm. good compliments on them as well. Yeah, you have. Exactly. So reasonablyprepared.com, we're going to keep adding more shirts and stuff. Stickers, I'm getting lots of requests for mugs. So everyone. Uh, let know that mugs are in the works. You don't have any here to show our viewing audience on YouTube. No, on YouTube, I don't. This 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 commercial's more for the podcasters. Okay. But for for you YouTubers, there's and we will put a link in the description below of how to get there to to purchase said you know outerwear. <laughs> to purchase said outerwear, and I'm still learning how to do commercials and advertisements and things like that but anyway we're going to keep adding to it we have a lot more ideas and our most popular shirt by far so far is the prepared does not equal paranoid nerdy math equation Mm -hmm. which people really like that one a lot i did not know it was going to be the hit that it is but hey awesome fire in a bottle right there yeah sounds good all right so today we are going to discuss Something still fresh on our minds from unfolding events over the last few weeks, and that is home security. Yes. Home security. I mean, you don't ever really want to think about that, but isn't that whole, isn't that part of being reasonably prepared? It is. Sometimes it's the stuff you really don't want to think about. Sometimes, because sometimes people will, will just will attack the conversation if you will, or they'll start the conversation, kind of like 
the life insurance sales, old school life insurance salesman, yeah. where it's like death, doom, what if, burr, burr, burr. but the reality is, what if? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and so I have kind of a discussion, a list to put together just to talk with you about and to, for our listeners. Uh, and it's by no means exhaustive, number one. And number two, yeah. it's in no particular order. Because I, as I was, as we're continuing to fortify our own home, get our own home secure or safer or, or whatever it is you want to call it, I've realized that, you know, a lot of the things on these lists that you can do are, they overlap, say, from country to suburban to urban. But if you're mm-hmm. in the country or you're in a suburban environment, urban environment, the priorities change. Right. We we All operated right. so much differently when we lived in the country. I mean, we still locked our doors, but the priority of it was less than some other priorities, right? Right. Um, and so the, it's in no particular order. So pick and choose how you prioritize what I'm talking about. And what I'm trying to bring to the table are inexpensive, easy things that people can do. And when I say inexpensive and I say easy, I understand that that's those that's relative also what i think is simple you might think is very difficult but i'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible and when i say inexpensive everything on my list if you're savvy enough could be done probably for under i'd say around 500 bucks okay give or take give or take one or two hundred bucks but certainly less than a thousand and i'm talking you know whole home a lot of it's just practical simple simple things that don't cost any money at all Mm -hmm. Um, but of the things that do cost money or that you can purchase and install i'd say if i were to add it all up you know depending on the size of your home probably around 500 bucks um, because some things you're already going to do and have and if you don't then that's just that some of the things you know like curtains are basic part of your home right so i'm not saying you're going to rush out and go out re-outfit your entire house of blinds as part of this cost because most people already have them right so right yeah right yeah um so i'm understanding cost is relative and understanding quote unquote being easy is relative but i think all of these things are reasonably simple uh and most anybody can can tackle the can tackle them so and for anything we talk about or that i bring up or we discuss that uh, that is purchasable on Amazon, in the link to, in the description below, on YouTube, I'm still learning how to do it on the podcast side. Um, we have affiliate links, uh, so I have to disclose this too. Now we are set up to do affiliate sales, affiliate mark, which means if you click on the link underneath to purchase something, um, yes, we get a commission on it. It helps the channel out, it helps us out. We, I've been trying to reinvest back into this channel for information. You know, nobody we talk about on the list are sponsors. I will be bringing up um, a home security system that we purchased uh, called Simply Safe. They're not a sponsor, but if you want to be Simply Safe, reach out to us. Reasonable at Gmail dot com. Reasonable at Gmail. I want to talk to you about sponsorship and all kinds of stuff because I do like your product. Anyway, so there'll be links in the description below that you can go purchase anything. And if you purchase through those links, then yeah, anything you purchase there, we do get a small commission on and it helps out the channel a bunch. So without further ado, the number one simplest thing on my list that I I think it's the simplest and I did start here with number one. And that is, and I actually, I'm terrible at this. I'm really bad at this. And your brother, the army guy like really corrected me when we lived out in Oak Run. And that is the mm-hmm. importance of making sure your doors and windows are locked. 
period. Sometimes even yeah. even when you're home, you know, um, I was as I've been researching more and more security, they a large I don't know what the percentages are, but a lot of people actually experience break ins during the day when they're home. And so you're not wanting to live in fear and get yourself shut in like a hermit. But if, if there are doors and windows you're not using, just keep them locked. Right. You know, we've got a side door. We pretty much just keep locked all the time. Yeah, we keep that door locked. You know, because mm -hmm. if there's no reason, if it's not, you're not actively coming in and out. Um, and I, I've watched several videos like in the mind of a thief and in the mind of a criminal and uh, you know, interview with a with an ex thief turned security expert. I'm no security expert, but I try to find information out from those guys. Right. And they say the front door is the easiest entry point. A lot of times, people just open the front door for them, or they'll pose as a secure a salesman, and they're looking around your house while you're talking. So just keep the front door locked if you're not just actively going in and out. Most people go in and out of their garage or in and out of the back door anyway. Yeah. So keep, keeping your windows and doors locked is the cheapest. It's free. And it may just makes you aware of what's in your home. And I bring it up also because, you know, we, we had a break in for those of you guys don't know this and you can talk. We can talk to you. Go listen to our last episode or we did an episode on mental fortitude, spiritual fortitude. Uh, but we did. We were gone on a camping trip, family camping trip, and we had a, somebody broke into our home. Mm -hmm. They ransacked it. It was a mess. They took a lot of our stuff and put it outside, staging it to get rid of it. They broke some windows. But it turns out that the entryway, the way they got in, was an overlooked, unlocked window that they just opened yeah. up and got in. Yeah. They never actually got in through the broken windows because our... No. They broke them being... They broke them actually because they were mad. One of, the, one of them was yelling at the other and was mad because the other wasn't letting them in. And they smashed so the they window smashed out the of windows. Anger. I don't understand what people are doing but, sometimes. But I mean, and we're pretty know. certain they were. We're pretty certain they were. We, well, the police officers, they were drug addicts. They said it was an unusual break in. Um, but yeah, they gained access through an overlooked, yeah, unlocked, yeah, they just window didn't in the back. Realize, yeah, that that window was not locked. Where it was dark, so you know it's good to just check them. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know you can't unless you physically put your hands on it. You can't trust that. You know, for instance, I can't just assume that because you shut the window, you locked it. Right. Right. Like if you opened the window to let fresh air in or something of that nature, I can't just assume that, oh, well, Leah shut it, so it's locked. Mm -hmm. No. So what I've been doing since we moved into the city while I'm home is before I go to bed, I just do a round and I do a round downstairs and I check all the door locks and I, I just check everything and just make sure, yep, done, 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 done. Mm -hmm. I just make sure they're locked. Um I, I mostly do the doors because I assumed the windows were, but now I've been double checking windows mm -hmm. uh, as well. Because, heck, you never know. Yeah. You know, especially really if you're do. gone for a long time. You know, we were gone for four days. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was an opportunity or if someone cased the house first. They say people do case the house. You know, if you if you can just see into your home and they like what you've got, then they'll case it, wait for you to be gone and, and strike. I don't know if this happened that way because we never caught them and we can't interview the people. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so keep your windows and deadbolts. Uh, oh, that's another one. Always make sure you're using the deadbolt, not just the little, not just the little lock on the door handle. Oh yeah. You know, um, I know when we lived in the country, I didn't lock anything. I mean, my, I did. My key stayed in the ignition of my 
Jeep. Yes. Well, or, and it was a Jeep, right? Yeah. Like, well, we're talking like we're not just talking about us living in the country, though. You were like that when I knew you, and we lived in downtown Houston, which is and I probably did have a lot of crap why from me. you had a lot of stuff stolen from you all the time. Yeah, which I said I let off with. I'm really bad at this because I get in motion and I don't like things stopping me. And like if doors and things are locked and I just want to go through, I get really, really agitated. It it disrupts my mental flow if I have to stop, get keys, unlock. I just want to go. I'm not saying it's the right response or it's the right thing to do, but it does. It's not. Irritate me. I'm just letting you know. I know. But it, does. <laughs> but it does irritate me. Okay. But I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at it, especially now living in the city. It has become a higher priority for me. And so, um, and, and then in keeping your door locked, I found this neat item uh, in researching, and it's called the security night lock security system. It's called night lock. And it's really cool. It's a, it's a, it's a base plate. You see that right here, base plate? That you screw in into the floor, and then this just slides in and out. You put it right in front of your door. Hmm. So it doesn't trip you up. You know, it's just flat against the floor, like right okay. in front of your door. Okay. And then you slide this steel plate in when you want to lock the door mm-hmm. at night or when you're gone, right in front of it. And it makes, you can't open the door, even if you break the locks. Hmm. It stops the door. It's like 40 okay. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's low profile when it's when you don't have the plate installed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do have it installed, you want it there anyway, so it's not like it's getting in the way. Right. It's called, once again, security. It's called the Night Lock Security System. I'll put a link in the description below. It's thirty nine ninety nine on Amazon, and it's 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 like four and a half stars out of you know a bunch of reviews, and I saw it on a couple different security videos. I was like, well, that's a really cool idea, um, you know, especially if you're home. Or if you're, mm-hmm. even if so, if you're not home, one of your doors inevitably will not have it, right? The one you exit through. Mm-hmm. But right. if everything else does, it's just less appealing for a criminal, or it's just more difficult to get that door open. Oh, right, I see. Because you can't lock it if you're on the other side of the door. Right, right, right. right. that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's super, super duper cool. Another another tip too is to always remember um, if you've got sliding doors, is to install a stop on the backside of your sliding door or just go get a metal or excuse me a wooden a piece of wood and put it on the floor behind yeah. the door you know I, I know that's an old trick and a lot of people don't but there may be people who don't know it and it's a once again that's a almost free yeah way to keep your sliding doors locked you know because um, most of you know doing the research I say most of a lot of all the ones I watched um, mm-hmm. and I have read a, quite a few books on I say quite a few a few one, two, three of them, like guns, crime, and freedom, and you know uh, uh, things of that nature on how criminals are responding, and they interview criminals, and they interview convicted criminals in jail and prison to find out, well, what were you thinking? And most of them don't want to smash the windows to get into a place. They want to. They want easy access. They're looking for reasonably or very the easiest one. So a lot of what we we'll talk about, and I've discussed with you, is just making your house less attractive, quote unquote. To a criminal or less appealing. Yeah, like if they want to get in there, they really have to work for it. You've got to make them like really work for it or, which probably segues into another point that you have, Mm -hmm. you want them to be unsure of what's in your house and if it's even worth trying to break in. Right, 
Right, because um, one in particular was really good. And I even saw it on some other channels as well. Was entitled "The Mind of a Thief," and and he was discussing, you know, what something we already have, like the big, pretty glass doors in the more well-to-do neighborhood, you know, or, mm-hmm. or say well-to-do, just the the doors that are the the front entry doors that you can see through, and you got the house, and you can see completely all the way through to the back. He's like, I love those. We love those because we can literally tell looking through those if someone's home or not. And we can see all your stuff. Yeah. And if there's any window at all that we can see through, we can see your stuff. He's like, so like literally curtains just are that one one extra psychological, hmm, I don't know, because we can't see in and then we question. So we'll, we, we'll most likely move on to another house that looks like an easier, more convenient target. It's the same thing with, you know, locking your car doors. You know, there are dudes or people, say dudes, there are people um, who will literally just walk down the rows of cars just nonchalantly pulling on the handle. And if one opens, boom. Yeah. They're pulling out what's inside. You know, change. Now, this is hard for me because I like my big doors. And I like that they are open and they're glass and they're mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And it lets all the light in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really... See, okay, this is where you and I have... Not conflicting, but there's just there's a little bit of tension because well, I'm working on I'm, convincing you of the importance of well, uh, you're looking something. you're looking at it from you're looking at our home and everything from purely a home security point of view. Not now, purely, yeah. well, almost yeah, but with a heavy emphasis on home security, and I'm looking at our home as like, yeah, but we live here, and I want it to look good, sure, and I want sure. it to be pretty, and I don't want our house to look like a fort. No, I don't want you to have a house that looks like <laughs> a fort. I don't want you to. But- I'm just imagining, you know, like eventually the razor wire fence yeah, outside. If you want me- hey, look, if you want me to put razor wire out front, the sure. sirens with the searchlights. That would be the rid- little turret ridiculous with the machine gun. Uh-huh. So, so we're all so that's ready for the zombie apocalypse. Style, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I've got electric fence all the way around the house with, with, with Constantine wire. And I'm like, can I just put up some Christmas lights? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, so long as the Christmas lights are booty trapped. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so if they touch them, they get electrocuted. Yeah, that's what we want. Yes, we have the pretty glass doors, but I'm sh- they were already on there once. I can see the, the marks left over from the previous owners, but we could put decorative accordion-style nice curtains that go up and down Yeah, on them. So that all the, you know, just, and you can get those for re- inexpensive. You go all the way up to the top, and then they're just at the top. Mm-hmm. So you, from the outside, generally looking, it looks clean and nice and pretty. But then when we go to bed, pull the blinds. Or we leave. Or we leave. Or whatever. People can't yeah. see in. Right? Yeah. So just, I understand. Yeah. I understand. The importance of, of making it so that people can't just see directly through your home anytime, all the time, however they want. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's another security level. If you're going to be locking your windows and doors, also, you know, segueing into cover your windows, you know, um, make your house just less attractive to a criminal. You know, if you've got nice stuff inside, of course, and they can see right in. It's court like we just watched Home Alone. Yeah, it's a comedy, but I mean, come, come on. Yeah, just looking at the the prettiest house. You know, they had curtains on their windows. They though. did. They did. Well, yeah, and, and Kevin was 
you know, using that to his advantage. Yeah. You know, which was awesome. So there you go. Even on their big, big, pretty doors. Okay. So, and the last part about uh, locked doors is uh, make do- make sure your garage door is locked. You know, so if you go away on a long trip, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but most garage doors have little levers on either side that just go, that just slide and lock it. So, that, yeah. so the door can't be open. Um, th- if your garage door is closed, any most mechanical garage doors, if your garage door is closed, you know the little handle that's hanging there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's actually not that difficult to access from outside the garage. Um, you can just take a long coat hanger wire, grab it, and then unlock it, and you can just open the door. Mm. But if you're going to go away on a longer trip, four days, a few days, just they just have a little sliding lever. Sump, you just slide them on either side, and it slides right into the frame. If your garage door doesn't have that, another quick, easy fix is most garage door frames have little holes around them or you can drill a hole and you can literally just put a lock or just something in the way that blocks the wheel from getting up in the track mm, okay yeah okay so but most garage doors that, that seems like i mean i'm just trying to imagine someone putting a long thin wire i mean you'd have to have a ladder possibly where you climb up on a ladder so that you can get to the top through the top of the garage door mm-hmm. to reach in and grab that little and that little thing that hangs down is pretty far in there not when I the door's mean, closed two feet away oh i thought it was more like maybe five or six feet maybe on some it's just an idea i came across it I, we've never had a break in that way i've never even seen yeah, one no but I, mean, I saw a couple of youtube videos where it's like hey this is actually easier to access than people think regardless just it's something that gets overlooked, but an access point for, for criminals. Is, oh, or sure. The, yeah. I'm not saying door. don't lock your garage door. I'm just. And you just put, you just slide the locks and go. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah. And, so that and, makes and, sense. And, you know, there were all these different, you know, very specific niche style scenarios where it's like, well, you know, make sure your car doors are locked in your driveway because it's really easy, if not for a criminal to grab your garage door opener. And then later oh, on, right. while you're gone, yeah. they yeah. open your garage door. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you can just lock it. You don't have to worry about that. It right. won't open or close. Right. So, you know, just you know, garage doors get overlooked, keep them locked. Even when we were out in the country, I, we, you and we would lock the garage door that went from the garage into the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. That would mm-hmm. get dead bolted as well. So lock doors. Okay. Segwaying next to doors um, is going to be um, reinforcing the doors that you have now is mm-hmm. actually and do a couple of YouTube searches what you can do, and I've, I've actually, I did this in our old home, uh, and I will be doing it in this one. Of course, we've only been in here for a little while. We're getting to work on lots of different things. It's one of the things on my list. And that is all of your door uh, hinges and the little plates where your uh, deadbolt go into on the door frame side, you mm-hmm. know, and where your door handle goes to on the door frame side, the screws in those things are only half an inch long, maybe three quarters of an inch at most. And... It said that it only could takes most, excuse me, most doors, front doors, back doors, um, one to two swift kicks to break them open. Mm. Okay, because the door frame itself is not reinforced enough. It's just you know, it's not. So what I've done is I I will remove all of those shorter half inch to three three quarter inch screws, drill a pilot hole, and replace them with three inch screws. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what happens is those three-inch screws 
penetrate deeper into the door frame because your door frame is built in layers, mm-hmm. right? It's a frame right. and then another piece of wood and it backs up to a another, you know, a, to a header and then two by fours, you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's got these different layers and you want to kind of penetrate to get all the way to the to the framing of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the three inch goes quite that far, but at least goes far enough to reinforce the hinge side of the door and then the lock side of the door so replacing them with good long three three and a half inch screws um they say is adds hundreds of foot pounds to the door so we're talking the difference between one to two swift kicks and like six swift kicks it's not a foolproof it's not a permanent it, uh, what i'm saying no, is but I, I yeah you're going back to the idea of just making it harder right exactly and if you are home that buys you some extra time mm-hmm to get out of the way, to call 911, to arm yourself if you need to, if someone's trying to actively break in your home while you're there. If you're right. not home, they're just working harder. Yeah, which hopefully would mean that they'd be more worn out. By yeah, the time. and they're making more noise. Yeah. And so, you know, one kick to two kicks, your na- a neighbor might go, what the heck was that? Someone just actively trying to kick in your door. <laughs> right. uh, I mean. I have this mental picture of just, you know, some person and they're just like throwing themselves <laughs> like like what's his name and he's getting away and princess bride yeah. and nico montoya and he's and then and he's throwing himself against he's the getting door away. Trying... Help me. he's getting away and he's just smacking against the door yeah. old andre the giant comes uh, over and just punches it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it doesn't it's not a a fix that's going that's going to be the sh- like it's not Fort Knox style. You're not making a safe door. Um, but what you are doing is adding enough infrastructure to the outside of the door to make it more difficult yeah. to kick in or get into either A, just hopefully deterring, or B, buying you enough time to, once again, call 911, arm yourself, get yourself situated, get your family to a safe place inside the home, realize what's going on. Um, and so you can go around and reinforce you know, mm-hmm. all of those. Uh, and then they also make like window, rein- like window reinforcers as well that you can put on the hmm. on your window and kind okay. kind of like you know just the old school shoop, shoop, you know little locks. Oh yeah. I know I made a noise and people listening don't know what I'm talking about you know but like I don't know bathroom stall locks or something they do make those um, I didn't research those as much because um, once again most people aren't trying to kick in a window they just want to see if the window opens. Right. And the window locks are typically, I think, probably fine. But um, they do make extra reinforcement locks. So so that kind of goes down the list of making sure your house is locked up. Right. And different, in different Doors, variations. windows. Yeah. Yeah. And visually. We about, yeah, visually, lock, visually locking it up, quote unquote. Yeah. And, and, you know. With another, curtains and blinds. My Uncle Wally and my ma always talked about, if you know, blinds not being closed when the sun starts going down. I mean. You might not know this, but you're living. We call it, they call it living in a fishbowl. I still mm-hmm. use the term. You're living in a fishbowl. If the outside is darker than the inside, you're then you can just see it. Oh yeah, like, yeah, you can see in. Yeah, you, everything. Yeah, you're basically a stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a well lit stage at that point. And I, I don't yeah. know if there are any people who don't have an understanding of that. Just know that if your curtains are open. And it's dark outside, and it's light on the inside of your house. You're basically a well lit stage. So if that's what you're going for, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Then yeah. Then yeah, you now you people, know. If you want people to see you and everything inside your home from the street, uh, then live in a fishbowl. You yeah. know. 
but if you don't, draw the blinds. Don't live in a fishbowl, especially once again at night. It makes it super easy. So there's locking up your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next I want to talk about is, and with COVID, this has made it more challenging because, one, I'm so social and I like talking and hanging out with people and knowing everybody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but a lot of people are wary and I want to have grace for that, even though I may personally not be as you say worried or wary, I still want to have grace and honor for someone else and what it is they they think or feel or believe are going through, right? Well, because of that, no, we moved in to this house basically at the onset of when COVID hit, essentially. Yeah, all the right? lockdowns started and everything. And lots of people uh, got very nervous very fast. And what we didn't do was we didn't go around and meet all our neighbors. No. At all. Well, we had one neighbor that kind of was across the street on the side who, after a couple of months, she came over and introduced herself. Yeah. You know, from a very respectable distance. Right. right. And um, brought us some goodies, some treats to eat. Yeah. Which was was really, really sweet. It was was super sweet. But, but yeah, we didn't actually meet anybody else until and, after the break-in i forced the issue and after this break-in we actually made it a point we went around we were like yeah. we really don't care well, now well, now I we're did, going to no, every I, single I, house I, yeah i didn't care as in like <clears throat> so yeah as i was talking with all of them all of them said the same thing oh my we've been wanting to come over we saw that you moved in we wanted to talk to you but you know with covid we didn't want to intrude and we didn't want to we were afraid to blah 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 or we didn't want to or everybody did they were so unsettled to know what to do but the importance of knowing your neighbors right your immediate neighbors and your greater neighborhood at large right you know um mm-hmm. is utterly important well it's important really in life it's something that's getting lost in our societies right now and that is having good strong communities that you know uh, you know you mm-hmm. know uh, they say in the city it's some ridiculous percentage like I mean, I don't know what the percentage are. I'm not, I don't want to completely just make it up, but they're high. Like most people don't even know their immediate neighbor. Yeah, that's not unusual. It's right. not, definitely not unusual. Not I think unusual. the more people you live, like the bigger the city and the more people that you are surrounded with, the less likely you are to know your neighbors. Right. I think that's a true statement. Right. And it's important to at least have some cursory relationship with your neighbor even if it's just hey i'm tom hey i'm bob hey bob tell you what you know just just to know the person um well number one number two be a good neighbor the -hmm. better neighbor you are the more people are going to want to help and serve one another so you know actively be a good neighbor you know keep your yard clean don't be a jerk don't you know don't yell try to serve you know give do fun things, make your house pretty, you know, whatever yeah, it is that if is you being are a good courteous, neighborly. Yes. If you're courteous to the neighbors around you, then you're going to have a good reputation with your neighbors. And when something happens, like you said, they're going to want, to, they're going to be more likely to want to come to your aid. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. In fact, one of the common themes among our neighbors after this happened was, so our house before we bought it was a rental house. Mm-hmm. And, it was owned by some missionaries, and the type of rental house it was, it was these missionaries would help out maybe uh, more less fortunate people within the church or people getting back on their feet. Some of them might have been ex-drug addicts or something of that nature, kind of kind of halfway house style. Almost, where yeah. They would, um, mm-hmm. Where they would rent to people within their church that um, 
needed help. help. That needed help, right? Yeah, that needed, they needed help. help. They were doing. They were doing good things, inexpensive. Yeah. We found out what one guy was renting the apartment for in the back, and I mean it was next to nothing. Yeah, you know, and so a couple of the neighbors were like, "I, I didn't know if you guys moved out. I didn't know what was None going on." None of them realized that we had bought the house. Right. None of them knew that. Right. They thought that we were just maybe another, another line another... of renters, yeah. or you know, maybe some family that needed help. Right. And we were happened to be living there for the time. And well, except for our immediate neighbor right here, immediately next to us, who was the one who ended up calling the police. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because I did we talk had with him ourselves. Um, when we first moved in, had a long conversation. Um, but yeah, none of the neighbors knew that we purchased the house, and and a couple of them were like, "Well, we didn't know if you moved away, and maybe some new people had come in, and they were just yelling, and we didn't know." Right. Because they didn't know us. Right. Typically, I know everybody. You know me. I'm, yeah, that's a true statement. Yeah, for I. I, I Typically, in a typical, you know, regular normal, not new normal or whatever, not in this time period for sure, I would have already introduced myself and I would have probably thrown a party for everybody on the block already. I'd be grilling mm-hmm. food or something. I would have already known everybody. But once again, people are hermiting themselves up and it's making it a bit more challenging. And uh, so the importance of at least knowing your neighbors and being a good neighbor um, is huge. So I forced the issue. I went around to every single one of the houses on this block, introduced myself, got the names and numbers of my neighbors, mm-hmm. said, thank you for being a neighbor. Everybody was apologetic. You know, let them know, you know, out of respect for them too. Hey, there was a break in on your road. I want you to know. Right. You know, so, so you can take whatever necessary precautions you need to take. Yeah. So be on alert. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's watch our, our road together. Um, and everyone was on board and I'm even now, you know, meeting neighbors one or two blocks over who are feeling the same way because our area is still kind of in the, in the stuck it's up in the, and coming. Yeah. It's, it's up and coming. We're but buying affordable still, homes, but they're but getting more expensive. They're, well, I don't know what the price of them has to do with it. It's just the neighborhood right. is, um, well, it's a difference between this people are buying a, older yes. homes that were rentals and were really run down and that people were abusing. They're buying them, they're fixing them up, and they're yes. living in them. And yes, so and the difference so the between renting and private property ownership. Yeah, the neighborhood is turning around, and it's mm-hmm. really um, there's nothing wrong with renting, by the way. No, no. But there's the neighborhood is turning around, but it's still in that process of turning. Right. And so we get. You know, we get questionable people every now and then, especially because we live near a park. And so there's questionable people that come back and forth. And right. um, if I see them, I always make it a point to make eye contact with them. I say hello. I say hello. I wave. Super polite. And um, very, very polite, but letting them know that I'm here and I see you. You know, I worked retail for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of retail. And I did. And what you learn in retail um, you know, shrink is a big problem or theft, you know, things being stolen are, are a real problem. And the the biggest, easiest deterrent from having people steal stuff in your store is to go talk to them. Yeah. Literally. Say hello, make eye contact, let them know that you see them and not I mean, all you got to do is smile and wave, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you got to do is smile and wave. You got to let them acknowledge that you know they're there. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for them to be like, all right, well, they see me. Yeah, I'm not hiding. I'm not like, um, 
I'm not invisible like right. I would like to be. Right. And so, so when, the, when we mm -hmm. see, you know. Well, we try to say hi to everybody, even whether they look questionable or not. Right. And, you know, I say. But if you make that, if you make it a general rule just to be friendly, to make eye contact with people, to say, hi, how are, yeah, you, how doing? are you doing? You know, good morning. I, I even do. just a good morning. It's given me, just Hi, doing that too you? has given me the opportunity. You know, there was a gentleman who was an obviously homeless gentleman and on a, you know, on a bike with a basket. And so I just said, hi, how are you? Like I do with everybody. And, and he's like, oh, you know, I'd be better. You know, some, some like, I'm not doing that great comment. And it afforded me the opportunity to actually be like, well, hold on, hold on, sir. What was your, and introduce myself. Mm -hmm. I got to go down, got to pray for him, you know, and turns out he was just like, hey, I, I, you know. Do you know where I can get some milk? Because I I got a whole bunch of cereal from, I it was like some like halfway house or some it was something they gave him like boxes and boxes of cereal, but didn't have any milk. And he's like, I mm -hmm. just just wanted some milk so I can eat some of this cereal. And I was like, well, here's six bucks. That's all I got on me. Get yourself some milk, man. I don't even. And then I came in. And you're like, well, we have milk. You should just give him our milk. And I'm like, well, I didn't oh, yeah, think I about it that. in the moment. Mm -hmm. But it afforded me the opportunity to, 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 you know, to talk with them and pray with them. And that all that does is make you a nicer person, if you will, in the neighborhood. A nicer neighbor. Yeah, nicer neighbor. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and when we say we live next to a park, like our backyard is basically the city park. Um, so that's a whole nother set of security challenges in and of itself. Yes. Considering they broke in through a window in the back, connected to the park, that was dark. Right. All right. And so know your neighbors to some degree, get to know it, and be a good neighbor. Okay. Um, and so that'll lead into the next thing. We'll talk about being backed up against the park, or even if you're not against the park, and that is having dark areas. Mm -hmm. Around your around house. Around your house. Yeah. Right. And you don't – I'm, I'm looking now, and I showed you some last night, I showed you before. These super bright LED – Motion sensor lights are so inexpensive now. I mean, you they're get... much cheaper than I thought they were. I thought they were going to be a lot more than that, and they're not. No, I mean, they're... you can get packs of three or four for twenty bucks. Yes, yes, it's really inexpensive with warranties. You know, mm -hmm. with warranties and everything, and they they install with a screw, literally a single screw, mm -hmm. and and they're, they're solar, and they're so solar you powered. don't have to worry about. Yeah, um, and you were asking. A lot of them have on-off switches. You can turn them on, turn them off. Oh, good. Some do. Good. But even yeah. still, we have a couple motion sensor lights right now. And when people are over, we don't. It doesn't bother us, especially this one. No, back here. but where you're talking about. OK, and this is where it goes back to the, you know, the clash of home security and um, decor. Oh, right. And this is if I'm having an event outside where we have our fire pit going and people are out in the backyard the last thing I want are these blinding LED lights on the back of the house that keep coming on every time somebody moves right. outside. Understood. Understood. You know. So many of them. So do, had to have that on-off function. Not all be, of them would be really useful. Not all of them do, but many of them do. But I see what you're saying because if we're just out there at the fire pit, hanging around, having a good time, somebody gets up, it's like, oh god, it's on again. <laughs> right. You know. But I, I want mean, people talk to about feel like that if they're trying ambience. to. The, the dilemma is, I want people to feel like that if they're trying to be sneaky right yes i do want them to feel like that i want them to feel like they got punched in the face by light i say punched in the eyeballs oh yes. it's like getting punched in the eyes by light these lights are not expensive there's i mean anywhere from like you said several of them for twenty dollars to fifty bucks for fifty bucks you could probably put one on each wall of your house if you got four walls 
on on each side of your house, you know, or less. I, I saw yeah, packs less of. Than that. Yeah, well, I mean, depending on which one you buy, there's mm-hmm. like there's a whole. I mean, there's a Amazon and search. There's a slew there, of them. There are there are some that look really industrial and, um, you know, fort ish. Yeah, yeah. But there are also some that are they look nice. They're decorative. They're, they're, they're nice, decorative. Yeah. They don't look so much like a compound. And I'm noticing that some of them also look like uh, there are several of them LED ones, high intensity LED ones, and they look like cameras. So they look like there's a little camera in the middle and then a ring of lights on the outside. They literally look like a video camera. Oh, okay. So it could um, be a, like a visual deterrent as well. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so having ha- be, having a well-lit house and what you want are the lights to go from your house out, not like from your yard to the front of the house. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to spotlight your house. You want a floodlight from your house. The yard. Yeah, you want to yeah, yeah. light up from the house mm-hmm. out to the yard, not like from the yard facing the house Mm -hmm. Uh, because then that creates a dead spot behind the light that you can't see if you Mm -hmm. are home Mm -hmm. okay Um, i'm sure there are other reasons why you don't want to do that but also then you just have lights in the middle of your yard i don't understand that or but so you from the house out and you Mm -hmm. want to light up the yard that way if they're running you've got plenty of time to see them you know yes um so yeah motion sensor lights solar powered inexpensive really easy to like i said one screw and they're a good good idea to have because uh, nobody wants to be seen when they're being sneaky. No. You know? Um, keep going to go down the list here. Okay. So I just found this out a while back as well. And that is, uh, well, number one, we'll go into security systems, but you don't actually have to have a security system to have a psychological visual barrier. You can actually just go on Amazon and all of the major companies sell their signs. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so you can buy mm-hmm. the ADT sign. You can buy the Simply Safe sign. You can buy the, you know, name, name brand X, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brinks, uh, you know, name brand X security sign, and then just put the sticker on the windows or sign, the, and they're like $8. Yeah. You know, so it's super cheap way to, to make people there. think you might have. Or at least question. Right. Well, do they? Right, exactly. Do they? Uh, I don't know. And speaking of, so we'll go into the security system side in a moment, but um, same thing. So I'm going to say signage in general, mm-hmm. right? Signage is very cheap, easy to get. Um, you know, beware of dog sign. Even if you don't have a dog, they call it the, the, the faux dog. Right. They're, yeah, I'm not joking. I watched I watched a video a while back. Uh, a couple and they're like, it's the, the faux dog or the pretend dog or the fake dog or the perceived dog. And that is there are people. I don't know if I would do this. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know if I'd they do put, this either. Well, I mean, I got no problems putting a beware of dog sign like on the fence or something like that. Right. Um, but there are people who like will put water bowls and food bowls like they own a dog. And they don't own a dog. So it looks like they own a dog. Huh. I feel like that could be a deterrent some of the time, but I don't think it would take very long, especially if someone is casing your house right. to I figure agree. out that you don't have a dog. I agree. 100% agree. Um, but, but then that'll move into, so you can signages on your home just as, you know, hey, uh, you know, you can go to, once again to Amazon and you can get the signs that say security, 24-hour security surveillance. You can get the company. Smile, signs. you're on camera. Smile, you're on camera. We had a friend who had a, a sign that said, if you can read this, you're in range. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And so that was out on country property as well. I thought that was amusing. Um, so, and once again, beware of dog signs. Any number of, of signs that you could put on your fence, put on your door, put on your window, put anywhere that say, hey, you might not want to enter here because there could be a problem. Yes. Right? Yes. Another one, actually, my brother's next door neighbor has a sign out front, this home protected by Smith & Wesson. There you go. Right? Right. Uh, and And... I don't want to get shot, so, you know, I'm not breaking out of the house. Of course, I'm not a criminal either. But um, anyway, so there are lots of different signs you, you can get. They're passive. They're cheap. You know, they're just another layer that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and once again, I have a, a full understanding. I'm not, you know, beating this drum hard, say, with you because we also want our home to look nice. We don't want to just have a bunch of signs hanging around everywhere <laughs> without any real purpose. I understand that. <laughs> like ten that. signs on the fence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. People, no one wants to come over when I'm trying to have one of my mom's groups, and the new moms are like, "I'm not coming to There's your signs house. everywhere." <laughs> Is there a camera in every room? I'm like, <laughs> no, really, come in for tea and cookies. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you have it. Signage is, is good too. Awesome. So, in line with that, let's talk about home security systems the actual physical security system arguably the most expensive part of this next to say owning a dog yeah i guess long term a dog is definitely more expensive yeah right but the most expensive part of all this is going to be actually outfitting your home with an actual security system right Mm -hmm. and doing the research on number one modern home security so you've got lots of different home security systems my Shoot, my uh, my grandfather in his house when, when we were young, um, he went and got a siren. I don't know where he got it. Like, it was a, a like a firehouse siren. Like, one of those really loud, can hear it around the neighborhood Is sirens. that the one that they used to try to wake you up when you yeah. were a teenager? Yeah, same one. Okay. Same one. And uh, he put it in his living room behind the TV set and then just had a single motion trip. In, on his front door and i don't know how he did it of course he was a smart man i can ask my dad how he did it how he said it i mean this was in the 80s and 90s it was this loud ass siren it was so loud i can't it was so loud and with a trip on his front door so that when he would lock the front door it would set it and when he opened it, it had a delay of like 30 seconds so he could just hit a i think it was like a light switch and it would turn it off okay but if it went off we, us kids. Woe to those who were inside the house and anywhere in the block. We would stay outside because <laughs> there wasn't a, a, sometimes it would go off and it was so loud. <laughs> so if you want to Jimmy Rig or engineer something for your home like that, but tr- truth is security systems uh, are actually have gotten so inexpensive and the monitoring mm-hmm. has gotten so inexpensive that it is affordable for for most anybody depending on how you prioritize your money and by that i mean if you're a person who likes drinking starbucks every day maybe don't drink starbucks every day and have a home security system you know what i mean it it literally it's cheaper Mm -hmm. than that right Mm -hmm. and so what we we went with simply safe for quite a few different reasons but as i was researching these the the slightly older style from like the 80s and 90s and and beyond and into now the like the the, the style where the company comes out, they install it in your home permanently, and then you pay them $100 a month, and and it's this. And you've got the little TV screens. 
with all the little well individual. even if you don't have that just you know with the motion sensors there's a permanent install that basically you rent the mm-hmm. security and you pay them for the um the service to be connected to the police and things of that nature and they're they're like 100 bucks a month 80 to 100 dollars a month um and then you've got this security system that you kind of own but it's a permanent install on in your home yeah those days are gone those days, well, those companies still exist and they're still selling Well, the companies things. do, but, but but that model is uh-huh. and the, the criminals going the actually way of the like those systems because they use phone lines. Basically, the older style phone line, hardwired ones mm-hmm. are easy to bypass. They're easier, we'll say, to bypass. They can just cut the phone line, they cut the cord, and it's enough time passes from the time the security system knows what's going on and the police know what's going on before that they've already gone through your entire home mm-hmm. okay what they don't like many of them talk about they don't like are the newer wireless ones mm-hmm. the ones that everything's wireless okay because um, even if let's say you got an inexpensive or a cheap wireless one and it has corks criminals don't know that all they know is they can't cut a wire and they don't know where that signal's going to is it going to your phone is it going to your computer mm-hmm. is it going to all of them is it recording them right now to the cloud most of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they basically steer clear of the new modern wireless ones. I did a, a, a video. Uh, Unless, of course, you're talking about like cyber hackers. Yeah, that's a whole different kind story. Of that is a whole different story. I'm talking about and if, but we're just talking about your average, your average Joe criminal. Opportunistic yeah. thief, criminal, or someone who might be casing your home for your, your goodies. Right. Yeah. But cyber hackers, cyber criminals, I'm not even addressing that at this point. That's a whole different thing that I still need to educate myself on. I, I spend such a little amount of time on a computer anyway. It doesn't really matter. I do almost, you know what I mean? My online presence is smaller compared to most. But, um, well, with the exception of all the stuff I'm doing now at Reason Repair. But um, the wireless so system. Well,. I don't bank online. I don't do it. You know, I don't put my password or I don't put my social security. I do. I do. So, you know, because we're married, that by default means you do. Okay, awesome. Then we'll have to do some more educating ourselves. Cyber security, this is home security. Okay. 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 Sorry about that. All right. But the wireless ones, home security systems, and I did a review. A friend of ours put in what's called a Rio Rio Link system. It's another wireless camera that he put out on his gate and on his home that everything goes right into his computer and his phone it's all wireless and it has a long range and it has a solar power battery on it and i want to say it was like a couple of hundred bucks oh cool like 150 okay. bucks and he installed them he said the picture quality is great they have little sd cards on them so they can record right into the camera and that gets sent out to but what those are are do-it-yourself home security systems that are not connected to any company that does monitoring oh, okay they don't come with monitoring. they don't have any monitoring they're literally, literally just the camera side of it right okay and you can buy the home security devices as well without monitoring from like simply safe and from other companies and on amazon there's cheaper ones so the door open close and and you can build yourself a small in-home security system minus the monitoring okay right you can do that we opted to go with that end monitoring because a monitoring like they had monitoring packages started at like five dollars a month right they had their their middle grade was like 15 and their most expensive like 24 hour your your awesome safe 
direct tie to the cops kind of a thing. And, I mean, that is a, a bit of a more loaded discussion about, you know, betting your life on a security system. No, it's a warning. It's supposed to put you on alert, get you to yeah, understand. Yeah, no, I'm not betting my life on a security system. Right. Or it, on the police or on, because, you know, <clears> showing they, up. Because there's this old adage of saying that I've used many times, you know, it's, you know, when it's the seconds between life and death, it's comforting to know the police are only minutes away, right? There's a gap between between what's happening in your home immediately. Well, and we were very aware of this when we lived out in the country. Absolutely. Because, because we were like, okay, if something happens out here, it's going to take 30 to 45 minutes. If the police left immediately after our phone call, it's going to take them 30 minutes to get right. here. Because we had friends who were law enforcement. Uh, actually, we had a friend who and were, they don't. They were sheriff deputies in like our area. The second that you call, no, they don't. So that's well, a said, good forty-five minutes at least, possibly an hour, before they actually right. arrive, and that a lot can happen in thirty minutes to an hour. A lot can happen. A, in, lot. a lot can happen in a, a moment. A lot can happen in two minutes. Right. But you're talking. Right. And so yeah. that, that, that is the, you know, we'll, we'll, I will go later into the importance of, you know, say, firearm ownership and training yourself in that way. But the home security is an alert, number one, uh, to let, to, number one is to keep criminals away, hopefully, to deter them. If they're not deterred and they do break in, then it is an added buffer of safety because then at least the police are dispatched. They, at least they are on the way. Um, you could still call them if you like. You don't necessarily have to. It's just, it, you know, that's one less step you've got to take if you've, if you've got an intruder, yeah. right, um, is to – and then if you're sirened, there's a siren, which we did buy a siren, mm -hmm. um, then it's so obnoxiously loud. What is it, 105 decibels or something? That yeah. Hopefully that's enough, too, to make most opportunists – unless someone's actually coming in to mean you harm. Like, they're, they're not coming to steal your TV. They're coming in because – they want to hurt you. They want to hurt you, yeah. or they want to make sure you're out of commission so they can do the things they want to do, or what you know. They have that type of criminal intent. Now, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that if someone is breaking into your home, you don't have time to interview them, so they're immediately a life-threatening threat. Right. Okay. They have to be addressed that way um, because you you, you, don't, you don't have time to question them to find out whether they're there what just to deal your DVD player. What are your player, motives here? Or they're there to hurt you. So you, <laughs> so I make the assumption that they are there to hurt me in the family as a man, and I have, am training myself accordingly to stop that threat, right? But within that theory, if they're not there to hurt you and they are there to just deal your TV, then I would imagine that a loud, ridiculously loud siren and mm -hmm. lights going on or off are going to make them want to go away because they don't want any trouble. Right. They're yeah. just looking for. I would for, say, generally speaking, yeah, yeah, that would be my hope. And so, I really liked Simply Safe's customer service, and they were offering this crazy Black Friday thing. So, we're able to outfit our own home with the base, the bottom floor. We have a lot of rooms, and our house is large because we have a large family. Mm -hmm. And so, between all of the motion sensors and the you know, I, and the cameras, we got multiple cameras on the way. Um, and monitoring, we were like what two hundred and eighty dollars for the whole thing for the whole system. Yeah, it was it was basically three hundred dollars for the yeah. entire system, and then of course we got the the high level of monitoring, Which so is 25 it'll bucks be twenty five dollars a month. But twenty five dollars right. a month is very doable. Right, and we're talking full monitoring. And really, I we talk about you know a home invasion if you're home. Um, for me, I like the, it's more peace of mind for while I'm not home. 
Right. If I'm not, because because while we were camping, they were in our home the entire time, almost for days. At least two days. Two days. Yeah. Doing whatever they wanted while we were gone. Yeah. I mean, there was like a cup of milk on the counter and they were helping themselves to, to food. food. And there was you know, food like, all They were basically the like kind of had temporarily moved in. Right. While we were gone. Right. Squatting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Squatting while we were gone. And I want to know that if I'm not there, A, my neighbors now know, hey, Josh and Lee are at home. Right. And now that we have their, we have all their phone numbers. And so we've already made an agreement now that if somebody goes out of town, everybody else is going to know about it so they can keep their eyes open. So we've got that going as well as as the home security system. So if any of them hear a ridiculously loud siren going off at our house, they will know something is definitely wrong. Right. Yeah. So home securities are awesome and they're affordable. I would consider that affordable even for people on a budget. Um, our other friends, they have a, a, a home. They needed a smaller package, right? So they bought this uh, similar but smaller custom. What's cool is with Simply Safe and online Amazon, you can literally custom tailor each, you know, mm-hmm. each individual component to where you do and don't want. And they spent all of one hundred and sixty dollars for their for their whole house. Yeah, you know, um, which I mean, I would consider that. That's a in, great deal. I mean, it really is. Now, of course, these were Black Friday deals. Yes, they, they were, were offering fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. So right. you would just double that, but still, even doubling it is they spent not three hundred fifty bucks. You know, doubled mm-hmm. for their whole home, mm-hmm. custom tailored to what they want. And they've yeah, got, and I think they have like a is it like nineteen hundred square feet? Theirs? Yeah. How, it's less house? than two thousand. So that's a pretty you know that's an that's not a large home, but I would say that's about average. A medium, a medium, medium size. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. For sure. Just to give a yeah. point oh, and, of reference. And their home is a single to, story. For the, yes. Um, ours is two story. We are basically focused on the bottom story. Right, because our our house is flat all the way around. It would be really difficult for somebody to break in through upper windows. Right. I mean, like really difficult. Yeah, like they have ladders and, right. and stuff, right? But we did choose the panic button option that's upstairs. So if we're, we happen to be upstairs and we hear something's going on downstairs or we recognize, oh my gosh, I think somebody's in the house, mm-hmm. all we have to do is hit that panic button upstairs and it's going to set the whole system off. Right, and that that's twofold. Number one, that's to scare off the criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, um, I plan on um, doing putting together a drill you know, a system in place so that if that does go off, what what the rest of the family needs to do, how they need to respond. Right. right. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, that means, hey, we've got a problem. I want you to get out of bed and I want you to do, the, you know, this, this and this mm-hmm. to keep everybody safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're going to go over and we're going to do that. So it's important to do that as well. That goes back to our practice as if, yeah, you know, practice as if. Uh, aphorism. Um, we, we like to have systems in place uh, because and some people might say, well, you're just that's part of you being paranoid and i would say no that's part of us being prudent um and learning how to manage the stress reasonably prepared yes reasonable Mm -hmm. Um, by not practicing you actually will set yourself up for failure uh, because in an elevated stressful situation you will not know what to do you no you will panic you will panic you will not uh, your mind starts shutting down and you can't read well you can't think well this is and why people have fire drills for schools and at companies yes, this is yes. why this is know. why people do drills yes and this is because it just becomes 
force of habit and the sound of that screaming siren going off it, it, it it's not so jarring right it's not and so it's just like okay this is what we're doing yeah. this is what we have to do yeah yeah because we had a whole bunch of stuff in place but we never we hadn't practiced our any drills let's say when we got evacuated mm-hmm. and it it we did not evacuate well no, we didn't evacuate well because we we well I because yes. I panicked right and I wasn't because I wasn't home you know I had a list of things that I had made up a list of if in case of evacuation because do this this, this was and this in yeah. Northern California where there's wildfires mm-hmm. so in case of evacuation do this 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 and this um, and I had it posted in a place that was easy to see. We had the things that we knew needed to go, but we had never actually drilled that process. And so when the time came, oh my gosh, there's fire over there. I can see it coming this way. We need to get out. Your mind goes blank. Yeah, and we had a friend come down to help and and very well-meaning, wanting to serve, wanting to help, but didn't have any understanding of our our, our system that we had in place. So it's, it's another important thing to go over with your friends and your community what your system is yeah here's our um, system. and then you know when you guys mm-hmm. packed up when your ladies packed up there was a bunch of stuff packed that was erroneous didn't need to be there i was confused when i finally got up to the house and you know outran the sheriff <laughs> to come and rescue you guys anyway that's a whole different side tangent but yeah do the drills if you're going to have an alarm understand where it is and have a small system in place so that you can keep your family safe if there is a home invasion mm-hmm. okay uh, and an, another part of that is own a dog. Mm-hmm. Own a dog. Um, you know, a, a lot of the criminals. Obviously, don't get a dog if you're not a dog. Person. If you're not right. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Turn yourself into a dog person. <laughs> That'd be my first advice is to make sure you love dogs. No, I'm, I'm totally joking. But if you're a dog person, um, a dog is a great security. I am preferring, as I'm researching more and more and more and more, and how we've owned dogs in the past. We don't have a dog now. But, man, the, the fam- the, our family wants dogs again. But, mm-hmm. um, but so, and that is the a bigger dog with a bigger bark mm-hmm. is a bigger deterrent, especially if you are not home. Mm-hmm. So having a dog, even if it's a small lap dog that does bark and knows how to bark, but is also trained to stop barking while you're home is a good alert system. Yes. But those mm-hmm. little dogs don't do anything when it comes to a criminal breaking into your home. They might all. try. They might try. Uh, they might. But uh, doing the research, they're like, they yeah, small, small dogs, go. we we don't care. We can put the small dog in a closet. We can literally, mm-hmm. we can kick it. We can hurt it. Like it's just a small dog, but a larger dog with a big bark that is even remotely looks like it's aggressive. Like we perceive that it could be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole movie thing where we put dog biscuits down and it's like we we don't want to tangle with a big with big dog, big bark. And if we can't see in your home and all we hear is a big bark, never mind. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. That's the general consensus among interviewed criminals you know now once again opportunistic so but that being said smaller dogs are great alarm systems for while you are home it buys you time but it gives you understanding wakes you up you know and 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 is another line of defense inside your home while you're not there and i will say 
um, you know, like for us, our dog would have gone camping with us. So our dog would have done right. little. That wouldn't have really worked in that situation. Yeah. So but. if you're if you're not home and you're going to the grocery store and stuff, yes, your dog's going to be protecting your home. Um, but if your dog is part of the family, which ours would be and our ours usually are, um, that dog our dogs would have gone camping with us anyway mm-hmm. and wouldn't have been here to to bark. Right. So. But so, we would have had the other measures. Yeah. In so place. typically, that's a buffer between physically between you and a criminal mm-hmm. is is your pet, you know, mm-hmm. is your dog. Um, so you know, own a dog. Uh, another part of being neighborly too is keep keep your your lawn clean, mow your lawn, keep your shrubbery down so that it doesn't you know overgrow your windows. Oh um, right, yeah. Looking like someone is actively home all of the time. And so cares about their and property. Cares about and their is property. It. Yeah. Is it is a psychological deterrent? Mm-hmm. As is. opposed to think about the opposite: the a house that looks like half abandoned. You're never really sure if anybody's mm-hmm. there. The yard's never mowed. Yeah, that means other people the, yeah. around don't care about it either. Seemingly, you know, the neighbors yeah. they don't say or at or least do that's the perception. You know, mm-hmm. bring your your trash containers in and out. You know, don't just leave them out in the curb for a few days. You know, right? Bring them on. You know, once the trash is done, bring them in. You know. You know, upkeep your home yeah. reasonably nice. Now, I'm not, you know, saying that you've got to keep up with the Joneses or anything, but being neighborly and just giving the visual appearance of someone's home. People they're active. are active. They're yep. moving in and out. There's uh, there's life and action going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, it is a psychological deterrent. So mm-hmm. that's that's uh, another thing. If you're going to go away on long trips, this is something I just learned. And it makes sense. I don't know why I never thought of it before. But if you're going to go away on a long trip, take anything that's super valuable to you and put it in the attic. Mm-hmm. Or put it in the basement. They didn't even go in our basement. No, they didn't. Mm-mm. Right? And across the board of the three to – I say across the board. It sounds like I've done this exhaustive thing. It's five or six different videos. And then, of course, some of the books I've read in the past. Um that you know, they're like, we're not going into your attic to look for stuff. We're rummaging through the places most people keep cash in your drawers, in your jewelry box, in your gun cabinet, in your you know, in your bedroom. We're rifling through all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and we're taking all of those valuables, and we're rolling. If you've got an, a ring from your great grandmother, like you had, mm-hmm. that's valuable, and some cash, you know, our cash box and things of that nature, then just open your attic door, put them up there, close it. If you're going to be gone for four, five, six days. Probably not going to look up there Mm -hmm. um, for them. Well, especially our attic, we have. We do not have a door access. So in order to access our attic, you have to go get a ladder. Yeah, and you've got to like want to go up there. Right. And and once again, and the basement. Generally speaking, there is nothing of value up there. Yeah, and the basement is a door and stairs, but they never went down there. Mm -mm. They never went down to the basement. Nothing. I mean, I can't really blame them. It's kind of creepy. (laughs) <laughs> it's old school because it's a hundred year old home. So you open the door to the basement and see these gray rickety stairs that go down and, and like turn curve. left. Yeah. You're like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I know it's like something out of a, out of like Amityville horror type movie, you know what I'm saying? Something. But, um, but they didn't even go in the basement. So yeah. Um, put valuables in a place where you wouldn't ordinarily store them or look for yeah. them. Um, another, you know, as far as like, I heard another thing as far as that's concerned, you know, um, say is think about what you would do that's, you know, not in the, out of the word. Like if, if you're, well, how can I word this? Okay. Um, one of the videos I watched was an ex-criminal turned security expert. And he was like, look, this, this is super duper practical. 
when you get home and you realize when like you accidentally lock yourself out of the house people we've locked ourselves out of the floor and you rifle through well now and i'm like oh you know i managed to get in through this one bathroom window that's the same bathroom window a criminal's mm-hmm. going to go hmm i wonder how i can get into this house yeah you know if you're in your home and you're thinking hmm i wonder where i would keep cash where should i keep my cash well, mm-hmm. that's where the criminal's going to go look for all your cash. Yeah. Right? So remove it from that basic area, put it somewhere else, like the attic that is that you don't think people store cash, mm-hmm. and it's, it'll, it'll be safer than in the top drawer, of, in the top sock drawer in an envelope. Right. right. So it's that idea. Just think, hey, where should I store this? Is another place other someone else is going to go, I wonder where they would keep blank. Right. You know? And just think that way, and then remove it from that situation. You know? So is another thing to do. I'm going to, I think there's still more I could unpack, but we're kind of going long. And I, I did want to give the importance of, I know that this isn't for everybody. I understand that this has stigma to it, which is fine. Um, and that this is a challenging topic for people to talk about, especially in today's climate for the last several years. Um, but that would be the importance of actual hard self-defense in your home. If you have a home invasion uh, and that is, or you need to train like Jason Bourne. Or yes, and that is have owning firearms, which is what I would love to do. Train like Jason Bourne. Yeah, well, Jason Bourne is badass with a firearm. That's fine, but if I could stand at the top of the stairs and jump down on an intruder, and knock I don't him, want you doing knock that. him down unconscious in three seconds flat, that would be awesome. Yeah, if it's capitalized twice. If. Right. Well, see, I'm not trained uh, yet. No, I'm just You're not trained yet. Pounds. <laughs> I am 118 pounds. Yeah, Thank you very awesome. much. Okay. Awesome. Would you uh, want 200... 118 pounds falling on your neck? Oh, and I don't think so. For a moment, but I'd say 200 pound criminal is going to punch you once. All I'm saying is, I understand you want to be Jason Bourne. <laughs> I know. Trust me. And we're, I'm going to have people, we're actually in the works that people on the show who are self-defense experts. They teach self-defense, uh, you know, karate, you know, military style that we're going to, you know, I'll be doing videos on that. I'm doing all that in the works. But um, that it is the importance of um, defending yourself in your home from a, sure. from, from a life-threatening other person um, with use of firearm or l- less lethal, which is going to be taser or um, pepper spray, but then you're pepper spraying yourself if you're in a home which I, i'd rather I taser yeah t- i no i would rather i mean well i'm just saying of the non of the non-lethal yeah um now you can get non-lethal things for your like say shotgun that shoot make bean bags and things like that they make they make rounds like that but mm. i'm not gonna this is an exhaustive thing but this, on firearms but this is just to open the door that um it, it can be and is wise to have to protect yourself with use of firearm in our country the united states it's still constitutionally protected right to defend yourself uh and and so on purpose and so educate yourself find a good firearm shop that you like going to and you like you you actually feel comfortable being in that they they're good ambassadors for firearm ownership um and and if you go into a firearm store and they treat you like you're an idiot like you're an idiot just walk out I would leave. Just walk out. Because that is not good firearm store. No. Person. I'm tired of elitist gun owners. I'm tired yeah, of it. Yeah. No. 
No. Um, Find someone who likes educating. Yes. And who is an ambassador. I'm calling yes. them good ambassadors mm-hmm. who, who make you feel comfortable, who are wanting to educate you, who aren't wanting to just preach at you. Okay. They are uh, good. To, in fact, I know lots of people in today's world who are actually like, I never thought I'd want to own a gun, but I'm thinking about owning a gun. What do I do? So I'm having to walk through the process of, okay, you know, it's not just a one-time event. It's not just like you go buy it and then you have it. No, it's, it's a process. Firearm ownership is a process. It's a stewardship. You know, it's something that is to be taken seriously and you educate yourself on and continually educating yourself on uh, so that you can be safe and know it in and of itself. It's just an inert object, but in the hands of depending on who's wielding it, that's when it becomes dangerous. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do what you educate yourself, but Hey, I want that. It's, it's, I've heard it said this and I agree with this, that a firearm is not a tool. It's a shield. It's a protective buffering, buffering shield between you and someone that means you harm. Or, and, or well, between... I don't know about you, but if I was, if I broke into somebody's house, mm-hmm. all I would need to hear is the of a shotgun, and I'd be out of there in a heartbeat. It, it is yes, it is theorized that just the sound of particular firearms are enough of a n- central nervous system fight or flight like, response. Ah! Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. They're gonna, and I know that this isn't in the media. They don't like to talk about this. I know that this isn't this isn't the narrative. But um, there are a lot of statistics, which you can use statistics anyway. But there are a lot of statistics that even that just the presence of a concealed firearm or a firearm in the home, just the presence of it, it doesn't have to be shot, um, is enough of a deterrent, deterrent to make people leave. Contrary to the popular belief right now, that's propagated in the media that it it. Um, it's uh, it it over elevates to a more dangerous place, and you're forced to use it. Just the simple brandishing of it or seeing it is enough of a psychological deterrent to make people want to leave. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, and where there's the firearm present, um, actually less people get shot. It's it's a strange oxymoron for some people, and I, I can dive into that more. But um, th- that does that is a phenomenon that does happen, but isn't talked about in the media. Anyway, all that to say, find a firearms. You know, place that you get some training, learn how to educate yourself on on what it is you'd want to own and what specific use. I mean, we've you know, there are different firearms, different uses. Some are for hunting, some are for personal defense, some are multi-purpose. You know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, and go through the process of understanding firearm safety, how to shoot it, and yeah, and how to protect yourself. Uh, and in in case this is the extreme. Yeah, you know, home security. This is the you know the last line of extreme defense for sure, um, but that is mm-hmm. the process of educating yourself and owning a firearm is an important and I would say empowering thing that you can do to yeah. keep your home and your family and other people secure. You know, your neighbors. You know? Sure. Um, and so I I will kind of you know end on that. As far as because it's kind of the crescendo, that'd be another expense that isn't within the five hundred dollars I talked about earlier. But you know, changing the screws out on your door, um, even our security system that we've purchased, mm-hmm. buying some security lights, buying some signs, maintaining your home, being a good neighbor, uh, you know, just double checking, making sure things are locked, being pragmatic in that way. Um, they're 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 cheap, and it's it's amazing to talk about in in almost twenty twenty one and twenty twenty that, I mean. Ten years ago, the th- if I just said, "Hey, I want to buy a home security system for our home," it would have been undoable. We're yeah, talking a thousand, too much. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. A hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now, 
20, like I said, 20, and they've got a $15 a month plan, you know, simply mm-hmm. save. And there's other companies that are competing with them. I just particularly liked, we liked the deal they were running for Black Friday, so we jumped on it. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have motion sensors and all kinds of cool stuff in our home, monitoring video cameras that we can see on our phone. You know, now we know our neighbors. I've gotten their number. We're saying hi to each other. We smile and we, and we have an understanding of one another now. And they've all said, hey, when we go away on, when you go on away on a long trip, let us know. We'll, we'll make sure we keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. I said, and ditto. Ditto. Yep. So they, you know, they're kind of, hey, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be gone for the weekend. Awesome. Great to know. We'll, we'll make sure to keep an eye on the place. Uh, and, and, we can come to each other's aid if someone has a problem, medical problem, you know, things of that nature, if you know your neighbors. But if you don't, you can't do that. So yeah. hopefully these are some, these help, you know, once again, I want to say thank you for listening. Hopefully you got some insight into this. If there's anything else, you know, that we've missed or things that you do in your area or in your home, man, please Leave them in the comments. You know, it's all good yeah. information for us to have in the community. Um, yeah, we're still learning. We're still educating ourselves. On for sure. More on all of these. On any of this stuff. I mean, we're, I mean, one day I will be John Wick. There you go. Just not yet. Just not yet. Right, right on. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Reasonably Prepared and Facebook. Facebook group. It's under Josh Sparrow, Reasonably Prepared. Um, there's an, I actually found out there was another one somewhere in England or something, but I had... You know, I've been running with this brand for quite a while, but, um, but, uh, check me out, check us out on Facebook. I'll put the link in the description below, uh, reasonablyprepared.com for our merch. Uh, I'm trying to get the website up and running. We're going to have our own full website with different things, uh, different ways to interact. I'm wanting to put together some giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but until then, hopefully these podcasts help and the YouTube channel is helping and, Go back and listen to the Mental Fortitude podcast we did and even check out the Rio Link review that I did with a friend. And I'm going to be coming out with a review and unboxing of our Simply Safe system that we've purchased. Yes. Uh, which absolutely. I'm excited about that as well. So Me too. Be blessed all. God bless. Be safe. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Bye.